All righty. So let me go ahead and share my screen. All right. So, um, you know, let's go ahead and start with the first one. So how did you first get started with Heritage Watch Dealers? How did you come up with the name? And, you know, talk me through that. Yeah, so I, I always kind of had a passion for watches. Um, I, I originally got into high-end timepieces because of scuba diving. Um, I was a diver, and I really loved it, the engineering that went into the creation of these um, instruments that were kind of built to reach the deepest areas on the planet. Um, <clears throat> and it, it kind of, in my mind, from there, once you kind of get into that, um, luxury watches are like the pinnacle of mechanical engineering. You know, they're, they're wearable art. Um, you know, we think about like what it takes to make one of these things, you know, it could take like six to eight years for a brand like, um, Paddock Philippe to develop a new complication, something like a minute repeater. Yeah. Um, so depending on the complexity and the production, the finishing, the assembly of the parts, all of these things that goes into making one of these, it can take somewhere from nine months to two years just to actually construct the watch. So um, I always found it fascinating, um, you know, what went into making these things. And there's no kind of shortcut into doing that. It's you know, these things are, are handmade, hand finished. Um, and that was already always really uh, attractive to me. So that's what got me interested in, in watches. Um, but it was kind of my background in, in finance and investment that led me to start Heritage Watch Dealers. Um, what I kind of figured out over time was that the watch market has a lot of really striking similarities between the stock market and say art markets. Yeah. Um, and I, and I kind of recognize that like other financial markets that these watches can act kind of like a, a moving store of value. Um, they move up and down, you know, in, in a, in a similar way to what, uh, what stocks or artwork would over time. Um, but the challenge is for, consumers is that unlike some of these more established markets um the watch industry is really private it's really fragmented um you know you you can't go out there's no e-trade for watches right you're not going to go into your Schwab account and figure out what's happening in the market on a given day yeah um and also because the high ticket item that this market is really filled with a lot of scammers and fraudsters and fakes and, and unscrupulous sellers or just people that are uneducated on what they're selling because anybody can go and sell something um, like with, you know, you're buying a car or something. They don't always disclose or know um, what should be disclosed. And so you, know, you can end up as the buyer on the other side of that. So there's a little level of education, both in the financial market of the watch and also in like the, the authentication and the, operation of that piece that needs to be there to make sure that consumers can get what they're paying for. So Heritage was really founded to kind of help our clients navigate that world of, of luxury timepieces. Um, our goal was really just to make sure that they get the highest level of service with the highest quality timepieces out there um, at the best possible value. And I, and I say value because in this world, a lot of the fraud is based on price. I mean, you know, the old adage that if something is uh, too good to be true, it probably is, you know, yeah. unless it's your uncle that doesn't know any better, you know, you're, you're not going to find say a Rolex Submariner that, you know, is selling for 12, 13, 14 on the aftermarket for five. Um, people just don't make those kinds of mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's always, it's always good to go into this with, you know, eyes wide open, um, but we try to make sure that our customers can do that, find those, those great deals without risking losing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to, you know, scammers or, or buying a lemon. 
<clears throat> great answer <laughs> phenomenal answer. and then so for number two what was the first watch that you've ever sold <laughs> uh, a limited edition brightling navitimer was a black dial uh, blue dial with black subs i don't think i've ever seen another one and when was that uh this is I mean, years back um more more than more than five years ago i think and we did yeah. watches before that but uh not as a formal it, it was kind of like a side business so that was before we we really got serious about heritage got it got it so what is it like doing business with you and why do so many clients come back yeah um really everything we do in in our business is built around trust um so our the way that we work we really work tirelessly to build long-term one-on-one relationships with our clients. Um, we know a lot of our, our clients personally, we know their families in some instances, um, you know, and we're grateful that we have those, those tight relationships with them. Um, but regardless of, of who you are, every client that comes into, into our business has a single point of contact to handle all of their source sourcing and curation for their collection. So we really pride ourselves on a one-to-one touch um, in making sure that you, know, you have somebody the same way that you would have somebody that say manages your retirement portfolio, your stock portfolio, um, your financial goals for the future. Um, we, we try to be that, that resource for, for each person that works with us. So, you know, if you have one watch or you have a hundred you'll get the same, the same experience with us. Um, and that goes for even after the sale too. I think, I think that's something that needs to be noted because there are a lot of people that really just try to make the sale. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, it's your problem, right? right. You know, our, our clients come back to us and uh, you know, if something goes wrong with their piece, we try to provide them referrals. If we have a resource that can help them or if we can do something about it, um, we, we try to, to make sure that that, uh, that that's taken care of. So you get a level of confidence there, which is one of the big reasons why you really want to deal with somebody that is going to be around for long term. I agree. I agree. Um, we, the other thing I think that's worth noting is that we have a lot of clients that are really financially savvy. Um, entrepreneurs, uh, business executives make up a large part of our client base. And I think they've had a similar realization in that uh, like with all assets, you know, future values aren't guaranteed, but having a tangible asset that's not going to go to zero serves for them as a key piece of their portfolio diversification. Right. So, you know, they're looking at things, particularly in today's market, because, you know, if you look at things like CDs, money markets, um, you're not getting a very good return on those. Well, that's why people are going to things like watches or crypto um, or IPOs, uh, you know, venture capital is doing very well right now. So people are looking at those alternative assets right now. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of our clients, um, because we've, we've worked with them to get into pieces, the right pieces at the right prices, they've seen their portfolio portfolio values exceed a lot of their other investments, including stocks. So, um, you know, standard bear watches like the Rolex Submariner, they've seen pretty much steady appreciation for like 30 years. You know, it's gone up and gone down, but over the long haul, because yeah. Rolex constricts supply so much, um, you know, the value has done very well. So I think they see it as another another avenue, and I, I certainly do too, uh, personally, for their portfolio. Um, and, and then I think the final thing to note is that 
you know, at Heritage, we don't try to force you into a piece from our inventory. You know, we do carry inventory as a result of what we do, but one of the things you'll get with us is, is options and market information. So we're always going to try because we have that one-to-one -one relationship to search the market. And if we don't have the best option for you, we're fine going and getting that. Um, and also providing you the information so you, you're confident and you know, um, you know what's on the market relative to what you purchased. So you get a clear view of, of what you're buying. Um, most, the best deals are really not available to the public. And I think that's another thing, like there's never been more information available. There are more and more platforms that are getting out there. But I think what most retail clients don't understand is that a lot of these platforms that charge a huge percentage, you know, some of the bigger platforms, it's going to cost, if I was to list something there, I'm going to pay an additional 10%. That's a big dollar amount yeah. when you're talking a $30,000 watch, right? Yeah. A lot of them really are not optimized for that. So um, you're going to pay more if you go that way versus coming directly to somebody like us because that, that cost is getting passed on. Um, you know, eBay is just going to add tax on top of that as a matter of principle. They, we don't even have any control over that. Um, so that's really when we came into this, one of the reasons why we really spent years building out a global network of private dealers. This is a very small world. There are not that many of us out there. Um, we all tend to know and, and do business with one another. But what that allows us to do is, is if the best piece for you may not be in the United States, but it might be in Asia, you know, it might be in Europe. Yeah, um, we have those release relationships to go out there and get that and do that transaction or source that piece for our clients. So that's really, I think, one of the things that we also bring to the table in terms of finding the best opportunities for our clients. I like that. And honestly, I think that also plays into number four, um, that, you know, being one of the most prestigious watch dealers, what's unique about uh, your process compared to the rest? I think you did touch on that a little bit, but, yeah. um, you know, go ahead and, and answer this one as well, if you have anything yeah. else. Yeah, I mean, just to sum it up, I think, you know, our business model, which is a financial based approach and um, client service focused, I don't I think it's second to none in the industry. Um, I think we do a better job of combining those two pieces than um, anybody that's out there. And this is there's some other great, great companies out there, you know, it's not just us, but um, we, we really try to provide an unparalleled value in terms of the transparency and trust that we provide to our clients, um, you know, nine times out of 10, like tangible results that results in a, in a, a stronger offer uh, to our, to sellers than what our competitors can do. You know, most of the time we're able to uh, offer better if we're buying a piece from them um, or perhaps even selling a piece on their behalf, right. Um, than what some of our competitors do because we've been very diligent and uh, keeping our overhead low and also, you know, having the best options to buy and sell pieces on a global basis. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So for number five, do you find that a lot of your clients are first time buyers or are a lot of your clients just repeat buyers? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a good question. It's really, a, it's a mix of both. And we find that it, it, uh, that changes at different times of the year. You know, we're coming up to Christmas. It's a very busy time. Um, we tend to get a lot of uh, new clients at that, that time, but I, you know, I'd say overall, we have a healthy mix of both. You know, some people are, are just realizing the, the social or financial value that comes with um, getting a well-selected timepiece. We have others that are really building large collections. They're doing 
they're either upgrading their collection, they're buying or selling things, they're changing it out, or they're just growing it as part of their overall investment portfolio. We, we have clients that have literally hundreds of hundreds of watches. Um, so, you know, I can say that because of the genuine relationships that we built with our clients, almost all of them stay with us for life. Um, you know, this is one of those things where you, you build a really tight relationship with uh, these folks and you build a lot of trust around that. And so you know, we really h work hard to keep that in place. So um, I, I will say also that I think with so much appreciation on watches in re recent years that we we have seen many of those clients upgrading, selling, or trading, as I, I indicated. Um, that, yeah. That's really picked up. So I think that kind of breeds more on the repeat buyer side. And okay, got it. And do they uh, normally when they do buy, sell, or trade, do they go through you guys or do they try to do it themselves? They almost always go through us. Um, you know, once you realize that it's going to be the lowest cost option, it's probably going to get you the most money. Um, it sounds really easy to take your watch and go it up, go out and say, throw it up on a site like eBay. Right. Um, the reality is that it, if you can even get it noticed, um, positioning it correctly, getting the pictures correct, um, being all, getting all the right information in there, avoiding the scammers that you're about to get inundated with, um, making sure, because it's not always about, you know, sometimes it's about just a financial scam that's going on where, you know, you ship somebody a watch and they say they didn't get it, or they try to claw mm. the charge back later, right? There's a whole, a lot of this, you know, uh, one of the, one of the benefits we've had as a background in banking and having a mastery of how financial transactions work. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody, you know, try to do, do something like this unless they understood that very clearly, because there's so much risk of wire fraud um, and other types of, of financial fraud in the industry. So it's not as easy um, as folks think that it is to just sell a piece. Um, and, and what I find is that a lot of times you have, um, if through no fault of their own, but if they're really uneducated on what all goes into the value of a particular piece, you know, when was it serviced? How do box and play, papers play into that? What year is it? Um, is there a particular variation of that model? There's a whole bunch of things that go into accurately pricing something, and it's you have to stay on top of it. The market moves all the time. So if you're not fully ingrained in this business, it's it's most of the time you're better off coming to somebody that can help you through that. That's good. And, you know, that, that leads perfectly into the next question, um, which is, you know, you talk that there's a lot of scammers, which is, you know, really true. How do yeah. you make sure to authenticate watches before sending them out? Or um, yeah. How do you make sure that to, to just be you know authentic in that process when others aren't? Yeah. Um, so watch authentication is a multi-step process. Um, there's no silver one surefire silver bullet thing that you can rely on. Uh, the fakes are getting better and better, um, particularly the super clones that are coming from overseas. It's a it's a constant battle to stay up on that. Yeah. Um, there's no uh, no one surefire thing that you're going to look at. So you know you need to be looking at the crown, the rehot, the bezel, the clasp, the markings, the papers, the serial numbers, and you need to look at those all both independently and then together, and understand the full picture of what you should see there to authenticate something. Um, and that changes all the time also from the manufacturer end is, is they increase the level of, uh, if you think of it like how the, the U.S. government has increased the amount of safety nets on the, on the dollar. When you look at it, you know, over time, they've added things like watermarks and strips of paper, 
kind of similar in the in the watch market in that over time manufacturers tend to put more complex things that allow you to uh, authenticate a watch. Um, authentication is just one piece though, right? O operation is another. So even if it's authentic, we have to make sure that it's operating correctly. So one of the things we do is we put every watch on a time grapher. Um, every watch that comes through Heritage goes on that so we can see if it's operating within uh, standards. Um, we can also pressure test watches if we need, uh, particularly with a dive watch or something like that. Uh, you might have to pressure test. Um, if we have any questions about it or we're still not sure, we always have our watchmaker open up and, and the yeah. back and take a look at the movement. And, okay, is that hard to do? If you have a watchmaker, open open it up and, you know, put it back together or... It's not, it's not hard to do, you know, for them, it's, it's fairly easy, but you don't always want to do that if you don't have to, um, Okay. you know, it's not something you just want to, you want to do on every watch. You know, if you can authenticate without like going inside, then you want to do that. But, um, you know, as a fallback, that's kind of the last, right. Uh, the last point that you go to. Makes sense. So what does the future look like for heritage watch dealers? Well, the watch market is showing no signs of, of slowing down right now. Um, and we're, growing to meet that demand. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the values on a lot of these pieces are moving up on a, on a near weekly basis. Um, a lot of our inventory sells within 24 hours of posting it. Uh, it wow. It's odd. It depends on the piece, but it moves very quickly because the demand is so high. Yeah. Um, but the growth and the customer response that we've seen uh, to our sort of transparent power to the people approach has been really positive. Um, so we've been really happy with how the markets responded to the, the service that we're providing. Um, and, and honestly, it's been really challenging to retain the, the level of service that we demand for our clients, but it, it, we're going to slow growth before we would jeopardize our reputation and our customer experience. So we're, we're, we're growing um, very cautiously and making sure that we can keep that up. Um, you know, we're not perfect. We do you know, make missteps here and there, but we try to make sure that um, there's as little impact to, to possible to our, the front end and our customer experience. Um, I do think there's a lot of room for innovation in this space. So um, I would tell people, you know, be on the lookout for some innovative new things and new partnerships that we're going to be doing uh, that I think will help provide some unprecedented value in the market today in a way that that's never been done. So we do have some cool things that we're working on Um but uh, as, as I mentioned, we're not going to compromise our core business to do those. Um, the other thing is we've moved into things like Bitcoin. So um, we do accept crypto as payment. And it's nice. proven to be a, a real popular option for um, a lot of our buyers, you know, particularly folks that are, that are making money in uh, uh, Web 3.0 um, or on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. That's good, actually. That's really good. Um, perfect. And where can people find you? Yeah, um, so we're most active on social media. Um, Instagram is probably the most active for us. Facebook as well. Um, you can find us at Heritage Watch Dealers. Um, if you want to get the inside track on the best deals that we have coming in before anyone else, though, um, I would go on our website, heritagewatchdealers.com, and, and sign up for our insider's uh, watch alert. Um, there, everything we get is, is first published there and we, it's offered to our existing clients at, at the best price we offer. So that's always the, the fastest way, but, uh, you know, everybody's always welcome to, to message us and ask any questions at any time. Perfect. 
So we went ahead and we went through the first eight, which are the only eight that I had here. Is there anything that you want to add? Because I do have six more minutes, just in case if you want to like make sure that we emphasize something in these articles. I don't think anything, anything else. I think I hit the high points there. Um, yeah, you actually did a really good job. Well, I appreciate it. I hope I got, got across the, a good message for people that are interested in this. And um, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to kind of talk a little bit deeper about what we're doing and helping people understand how this industry works because it's, it's so uh, murky and opaque to most people. It's just re- really not clear how it works. And, you know, we like bringing a little bit of light to that. Which I think separates you, you know, from uh, a lot of other companies that might just, you know, just sell watches. You really kind of give power to the, to the buyer. Um, and I think that brings just a level of trust that, you know, just might not be there when you're buying your first watch. Yeah. I mean, it's not just about the transaction, getting one transaction. Again, for us, it's about, you know, building a long-term relationship and you need to, this is, it's a big part of somebody, it can be a big part of somebody's financial portfolio. So I think it needs to be treated very seriously and very carefully. Um, Yeah. And, you know, if you're, if you're putting that level of effort into, you know, managing your retirement or uh, managing your other assets, then I don't see why watches should be any different if you're going to spend, you know, 30, 50, $100,000 over how many years on, on timepieces. True. True. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to send this video over to the team. They will get started on writing the articles along with the headlines. Uh, do you have any questions for me? I don't, but thank you very much. All right. Well, take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.